welcome to Modern Art is Rubbish, episode number 77, and here is your host, Marcus. Hello, Tom. Uh, guess what, Tom? I'm on the move. I'm walking the streets, the mean streets of Brighton. They're not really mean, are they? I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm just, I thought I'd get out of my uh, flat and walk round instead while I'm doing the podcast. Is that a bit edgy? Uh, well, edgy, windy, call it what you like. Yeah. Well, the other thing as well is I'm doing it, of course, to uh, draw attention to the uh, video that I put up on uh, Modern Artist Rubbish YouTube uh, of me doing an art run of mystery where I uh, go around a uh, gallery in Colchester uh, talking about the art and also I run at the same time and uh, comment on what I see as I'm doing now. Uh, I can see I can see the poster person as I'm walking now and they've got their red post trolley. That's interesting, isn't it? You wouldn't have heard that if I was in the uh, flat. The post person? What do you mean, like um, a postman or something? Post lady. Post lady? Yeah, so that's what I call person. You never know. You never know? I don't know what that means. Anyway, so... Uh, yeah, we've got a few things to talk about, uh, especially being out in Brighton. A lot of people go on holiday in Brighton, and uh, this is a bit like a staycation, isn't it? It's kind of like for me. Every day's a holiday. Do you feel that in Brighton? Every day is a holiday. Yes. No, every day is a holiday in Brighton and Hove. Yeah, it is. I like it. Do you know what I like, actually, Tom? It's I like when... Um, you go out and you see lots of people on holiday and they all assume that you're on holiday as well. They, they're they just having a good time and that's really nice to go out on a day and just see people all actually really enjoying themselves. That's what I like about being Yeah. There. So, yeah. I always wear my holiday T-shirt when I go out in Brighton. What's this? A holiday T-shirt? Yeah, it's just a T-shirt with holiday written across it. <laughs> I've got to get me one of those. And the other thing as well is I'm, I'm especially happy as uh, it appears that my neighbour above me has moved out of my flat and I had a bit of a, a bit of a problem with them, issue going on. And the neighbour below, who's got the whiny dog, is moving out as well. You didn't know that, did you? No, I did know that. You've been going on about that for ages. No, 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 that's the other neighbour. I've got the neighbour downstairs as well with the whiny dog. Because um, I, d- I don't know if you noticed, but I think it actually was recorded on some of the podcasts. It actually came through, the actual noise of the whining dog. Anyway, I'm getting very distracted because I'm walking on the mean streets of Brighton. So, um, yeah, so why was I talking about holidaying and stuff? Is because uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is that... Um, that Banksy video, you saw that as well, didn't you, about his uh, spraycation. He's been on holiday, Banksy, quite recently, and uh, been spraying everywhere. Now, that doesn't sound right. That makes him sound like a cat. Yeah, well, we've got to mention Banksy. Banksy! <laughs> yeah, I like that. Did you uh, spend long working out the piano part to your Banksy song? I didn't even look at the piano. The piano's behind me. Yeah. I just like put my arms behind me and 
like went for it as um as best i could i only just caught the keys with my uh, back of my hand oh that's brilliant yeah so uh, that's nice so I'm just uh, well, I'm, I'm walking past the coffee shop now. Very nice. So Banksy, yeah, he's been around to uh, places in England, uh, famous holiday spots like Lowestoft. Well, I don't know if Lowestoft's a famous holiday spot. Great Yarmouth. Uh, I don't know where the other places are. And um, he's been doing loads of work. There was a video of him, wasn't there? Uh, he pulls up in a white van and starts uh, doing his Banksy stuff everywhere. Yeah, the uh, the white van man. Yeah. Well, the white van man, we talked about it in another episode, and I can't remember what artwork that was. Um, oh, God. Gavin Turk. Gavin Turk did a white van man crash based on the Warhol one. Do you remember that? I'll put a link uh, up on it on, no. on the uh, website. I'll show you after the show. So... Uh, yeah, so what's the first one I noticed sort of uh, drew my eye to it was the uh, the Banksy, the one where he went into the, uh, what's it, the Wellyvale village. What's the name of that village where he went in Yarmouth? Um, I don't know. But it's a, I, I put a name on the website, but it's a, a holiday village he went to and he, uh, he broke in. I assume he broke in and he installed a... Uh, a, a model, a tiny model in this tiny model village, and it's a a little sort of uh, house, a little dwelling, little tiny cottage, and it's got Banksy sprayed over it, and it's got a little tiny model horse in it as well. That's quite yeah, and it's got like go big or go home uh, graffitied on the side. Yeah, that's uh, do you know that's said a lot in um, business. You always hear businesses say that go big or go home. Yeah, well, I've never heard that in business, only in TV business, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, show business. There's no business like... Show business, yeah. yeah. Um, do you think is, I always think, what do you think, if Banksy breaks in to, to, the, uh, to actually to the place, do you think they get peed off about that? Or do you think they just, once they found out it's Banksy, it's like, go ahead. Is it like a free access to anywhere he wants to go? Right, I'm going to go... So, if Banksy breaks in, do you think they get a bit annoyed that someone's broken in? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that that's, that's the question yeah, I'm asking, yeah. Um, well, it's like, it's like someone breaking in and leaving half a million pounds on your kitchen table. Yeah. Well, I'd be pissed off about that. No, I wouldn't. It depends how... Yeah, well, it's like, oh, someone's come in, someone's been here, that's awful, but look, we've got this valuable... They've left something very valuable for us. Yeah. There was a... F- it's like it's kind of uh, takes the edge off it, doesn't it? Uh, yes, it does. There was a film I saw called... Uh, I can't think of the name. It's a, a, a South Korean film, and it's about this guy. It was, I think it's 12 Iron, and it's about... He's a golf playing kind of uh, person but he breaks into people's houses and does repairs so like he broke into one person's house and repaired their broken stereo or he went into another house and tidied it up and made it all look nice and fixed the sink that kind of stuff so that's the kind of question okay i don't think yeah if someone broke in my house and left 150 grand i i'd i'd be concerned but I think I'd get over it. 
Yeah, but if Banksy broke in your house, you'd be quite pleased, wouldn't you, personally? Yeah, I would. As a Banksy fan? Yeah, I would, but if he sprayed it on the wall and I rented, technically I wouldn't own the Banksy, so I'd be quite upset. Because I'd probably be turfed out by my landlord so that they could sell the Banksy flat. Oh, the Banksy flat. Yeah, I don't want the Banksy flat, yeah. Oh, can I just say about the Go Big or yes. Go Home? These are tiny model houses that he's written Go Big yeah. oh, or yes. Go Home yeah, that's, on. That's, that's or it's one tiny... So it's like miniature. Yeah. So you can hardly see it, can you, in like real life? But, you know, there's like zoomed in pictures of it. Yeah, it quite looks quite good, the old model. I like a good model village as well. Do you know what, I mean? I what you think? Oh, I think it's quite boring, what? but... It's everything, it's like everything you know, but in little. In little, in miniature, not in little. Yeah, well, you know, I, some people love it. It's like a, you know, it's a tourist attraction, isn't it? Yeah, well, well I love it. Yeah. I, 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 I've always been impressed by miniature things. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means at all, but it's just what came into my head in that moment tiny things yeah well it is what it is Marcus yeah Lili- maybe don't question don't question yeah. it too much I, I like Lilliput Lilliput in Gulliver's Travels that was a good place to visit I reckon with yeah. its mini people so yeah yeah because you're quite a, you're quite a tall person yeah. you're a six foot man maybe you're what are you six foot one or yeah. something six foot one and three quarters yeah so like you know getting on for six foot two yeah and so maybe miniature things are kind of, uh, you know, nice to you, special to you, because I'm a miniature person. Oh, mini you. At five foot four. And yeah, and you quite obviously, you've spent a lot of time with me. You must like think of me as a miniature human. Well, mini, mini Tom. Do you, what do you mean? I'm looking mini out Tom. for the actual the actual full size no, version. Maybe in life saying? you go seeking after miniature things. Well perhaps yeah I didn't like I have to say I met someone that was uh, he was about 6'9 and I didn't like it it made me feel I didn't like it it's really weird it shouldn't I shouldn't make any difference at all but I thought oh he's he's a lot he's significantly taller than me yeah Yeah, that's my own insecurities which perhaps I shouldn't discuss on a podcast um yeah, but it's it's quite relevant to this little model village. Yeah, it's an yeah it's a nice. So if you want an afternoon out with the family, where insecurity about size is not an issue, go to the <laughs> Merry Vale model village, and everyone will feel um, like giant near Great Yarmouth, yeah, and everyone will feel like a giant when they go there. Uh, yeah. And there's also a Banksy yeah. there. Well, we think so, or probably now a replica of the Banksy was there because the other one is actually now probably in a safe. In a safe, yeah, that's okay, what I yeah. Think. A, quite a small safe, yeah, possibly. A miniature safe for miniature <laughs> models. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's interesting talking about when we were saying about breaking into places and the damage. Uh, Banks has kind of done this again. I think this is an art piece that questions that. What he's done is he's done a drawing. On a, on a wall as part of his staycation of a little child and he's uh, got a, like a crowbar in his hand and he's, there's a lump of sand in front of him and Banks has actually videoed it himself he's actually uh, pulling out uh, some paving slabs 
so he's actually done damage here so it looks like this child is like happily playing on the beach and um, he's these banks has actually come along and damaged the paving slab so what do you think about that do you think the council's going to be upset that's fine. Uh, no. It's one of. It's weird, isn't it? It's because it's like just the law not apply to Banksy because you can't. They can't ask for compensation because the compensation is to work. Dave. Yeah, but money's the only thing that matters in this world, surely. Uh, do you know what? In certain things, I, I I don't know if I could argue with that point. To be honest, <laughs> I don't think I could. It's a made. I mean, a lot of these rules, all these rules are all made up anyway, aren't they? So. Well, when I say this world, I mean this society. Yes, society. You're not people, because what matters is is love and not giving in to fear. That's what uh, matters in terms of everything else. But, yeah. Is that the modern art is rubbish official line? Yes, yes. I I do like to state (laughs) the official line, and that is the official line. So, um, well, it's a bit windy down here. I actually just moved because there was a... Uh, you probably heard, did you, Tom? There was people... Uh, people? They're not people. They were seagulls. There was a baby seagull and a gull, and they were making a real racket. So it's probably going to be picked up. So the thing is, obviously, I am walking at the moment, so hopefully the sound quality is OK for people, but this is an experiment. So there you go. So um, the other Banksy one he did, which I, I liked was I like that one, it's got a, like a grabber machine. Uh, do you know that, if you, have you ever used one of those grabber machines? Um, well, I think when I was a kid, yeah. holidaying in Southwold, yeah. which is very near these like um, seaside resorts in the same part of the world, they had like a, those sort of games with grabbers yeah. where you can put in pennies or maybe 10p or something. Yeah. And then the grabber tries to grab you like a cuddly toy or yeah. a bag of sweets, something like that. I can't even remember. But yeah, they were like sort of fun seaside um, machines for, you know, it always was full of kids. I was one of those kids filling it up. Yeah, it's um, you kind of like, for those of the people, I don't imagine as many people haven't seen one. It's a, basically it's a machine with a, a big sort of like a claw that loosely you control and it loosely tries to grab at toys that are inside the machine and hopefully you can get it, grab it and it drops out of a chute and then you can win the toy. I only won it once and I believe it was destiny. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually went and it was actually a, uh, I think it was a some kind of bulldog toy. But basically, it was almost like I'd never won on them and I'd always wanted to win. And it was almost like when it hovered over it it went down for this toy and it it really really grabbed it like really grabbed it and i thought this is like destiny it was almost like the machine had broken and was like doing a super hard grab and then it dropped you were like destiny's child destiny destiny soft bulldog toy yes if that was destiny's child which i don't think it was but yeah so I haven't actually explained what the uh, what the artwork is. It's um, basically it's like like a kind of like it's on a wall, and it's on a uh, it's it's been painted on the wall, and it's on the back of a seating area. So anyone that sits in the seat looks like they're about to be grabbed by this novelty uh, theme parks kind of grabbing machine. 
Ironically, the photo that I've seen is of a uh, an older lady, and I wonder if it's referring to the grabber granny, which was an older kind of yeah, a slightly mis- well a very misogynistic term, which used to mean where people used to go out to uh, nightclubs. Possibly this is an Essex term again, referring back to last episode. I don't know if you know that term. And basically, grabber granny night was where where blokes would go out and there would be lots of older uh, a nightclub where there's lots of older ladies really terrible term you know but yeah but also grannies might use these grabbers to pick up like a tissue from their side table to stop them like you know having to stretch over because they're their like movement is not at its best through bad health yeah, oh, you're talking. So you have you have these grabber tools yes. that are the the same mechanism, but like a small miniature version yeah. that you might like, Mark. Oh, litter pickers, yeah. Um, like litter pickers, yeah. yeah, the same. They also use them on building sites, don't they? Yeah. So so uh, so yeah. so you're actually saying <laughs> that's what that's what you're saying is a grabber granny is an actual granny with a grabber stick. Yeah, well, it might grab a granny might have come from from that. I don't know what you're talking about. Grab a granny's referring to this, so maybe that's what you were thinking of. Well, no, I was thinking of the uh, the slightly uh, iffy term that's hopefully no longer used. There's another quite uh, quite good one which I want to talk about, which is the... Uh, hasn't this now been sort of preserved? It's the one of these three children, and they're all in a boat. And uh, it says, uh, oh, we're all in the same boat. And it's basically three kids all playing in a boat, and uh, there's, uh, there's like a little boy, and he's uh, emptying water out of the boat because obviously it's sinking. And it's made with sort of corrugated iron as well, uh, which is... I suppose to represent the bottom of the boat. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Yeah, yeah I like that. I think that's pretty good. So all in all, uh, yeah, and he also did a seagull one, didn't he? Which was like a seagull in front of a skip and he's pulling out a giant chip. So he's had quite a good time, uh, Banks, isn't he, with his uh, spraycation? Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's nice to have all these works together. It's quite good fun, isn't it? Yes. I mean, he always knows how to entertain, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like it, but uh, it does bring up the rather dark side of Banksy, though. I don't know. Is this the dark side? I'm just I'm just saying words again, but uh, this uh, thing of Banksy whereby apparently sorry this thing of Banksy apparently there's another Banksy that he uh, went from Lowestoft and turned up in Harwich and there's a lot of people getting very excited thinking it's a Banksy but I don't think so you know the one I mean have you seen that one Tom yeah you sent it to yeah me, so right it's a it's an image of a boy and he's kind of got He's, he's got a badly drawn hands and badly drawn feet and he's fishing in the moonlight with a PPE mask 
sort of like those blue COVID masks. And uh, on the end of a fishing rod, yeah. he looks kind of like a Victorian boy because yes. of his like yes. fashion sense. Oh yes, he does. Yeah, that's right actually. And a lot of like uh, Banksy children are kind of Victorian looking, aren't they? Yeah, because I think that's a uh, for me that's like nothing's changed. I think we are very much a Victorian's kind of style of society with the haves and have-nots. So I think that's still very much the case here. So. I think that's possibly why. Maybe it's reflective. Maybe not. Yeah. That's what like Banksy uh, likes to uh, reference in his art. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. The haves and the have-nots. Definitely the inequality. Maybe. But they, they've got very excited because in Harwich, the council, they've even put perspex over it and they've assigned apparently a uh, security guard because they think it might be a Banksy. I think... I think they're getting a bit excited over nothing because when I looked at it, I thought, and again, I'll put it on the website, I thought it's not that clear, the message. I, I was a bit confused. What is it? Go fishing with PPE or or PPE ends up in the sea. I, I don't know what... Yeah, but it's kind of like... It can't be like um, it can't be a Banksy, really, unless he owns up to it because he owns up yes. to his work. Yes, yes. And if he d- even if he did it, but he doesn't own up to it, it's kind of like, well, yeah, you know, what value is that going to have? No, it's not. But also, if I was Banksy, and I'm actually going to say this, if it's Banksy ever listens, don't own up to it because I don't think it's very good. Well, it's not. Up- I think no, it's all right, but it's not Banksy Banksy standard. Right, yeah. Just just going by the fact that I, I don't know of any banks where the the hands and the feet have been uh, so bad, poorly defined, you know. Yeah, so it does kind of like, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of got a, a familiarity to a Banksy work. Yeah. Though, like you're saying, it's, it's not. No. You don't think it no, is? No, I don't think it is. I think it's a... Banksy that's as close as a kind of made up Banksy name I could think like a fake Banksy Flanksy no yeah I tried well they could try and sell it on eBay oh yeah fakes on eBay (laughs) yeah but you'd need a a certificate of authenticity but I'm sure they can get one of those basically anywhere Now, a short advertisement break. Hey, Tom, guess what? I've just fa- I've just found another one. You found another... What, another Banksy? Oh, my word! This is the best week ever! <laughs> no, no, just, just another turtle art print. It was on my floor. So, just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to get your free artwork and to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. <laughs> Right, so hopefully it's not too windy at the moment because I'm sort of like going through quite a windy place. Walking past a place called Cello Court now. It's, it's nice. Well, it's nice. I don't know. It's not, it's not nice. I'm just saying that. It's actually not a nice building at all. It's a very modern kind of non-building. So... Yeah, what is it? Um, a block of flats? Yeah, it's kind of like those nondescripts designed by computer flats and I am actually in a windy place so again apologies about the sound if can you hear me all right Tom 
Yeah, well, I appreciate your apology. I'll, I guess I'll forgive well, you. Well, I'm more apologising for the people that will be listening, to be honest, Tom. But um, sorry, don't take that personally. I don't know how else you're meant to take that, but there you go. Right. Okay, so, um, Pepe. Did I, I told you I watched a Pepe documentary, Tom? Yeah, no, like Pepe's, uh, like, uh, you know, I don't know, you're quite into Pepe. I'm into Pepe because I was quite amazed. At, I, I used to see a lot of Pepe because I, I, I just look at a lot of internet, quite honestly. And uh, Pepe is this, uh, what's uh, a meme? Now that's kind of like, a, you know, memes of these pictures and images that everyone shares with like little messages and stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing most people will know what a meme is. And uh, I watched this documentary called Feels Good Man. And I just wanted to give it a shout out really because I thought it was really good. It's about the evolution of, uh, of this character called Pepe and how it became, became a meme. And then it ended up becoming a meme that was actually uh, accused of being uh, a sort of symbol of hate by people uh, on the sort of the more left, sort of the Democrats. So there were a few Democrats who were saying, you know, it's quite a horrible thing, Pepe. And it was created by this uh, artist as just a cool cartoon, kind of easygoing cartoon. And it ended up people using it on the internet too, and they did their own little versions. And uh, what happened was, uh, without giving too much away about the documentary, but people were doing these memes and then suddenly people, sort of like little kids and everything, got goes, oh, like Pepe, let's make sort of sweet Pepe memes. Now, Pepe is a, what I would say is a badly drawn Photoshop uh, frog. So people were making these memes and then uh, these memes gradually got nastier and nastier. And uh, you even ended up having Pepe the Frog, who's just like this cool dude who hangs out with his mates in his cartoon, being depicted as uh, murdering uh, Nazi officers. And in the end, someone even did a Donald, a Donald Trump Pepe the Frog and put, uh, put the blonde hair of Donald the Trump. Uh, Donald, Donald the Trump. Trump? Who's Donald the Trump? <laughs> Donald the Pepe. Yeah, Donald Pepe. And uh, Donald Trump actually shared it, and it exploded, and it became associated with uh, the a lot of right-wing supremacists were going out using their Pepe, uh, doing their own little Pepe memes and putting Pepe memes on uh, on their uh, sort of posters. And uh, I mean, here's one Trump supporter. He's got one where he's done. He's taking Pepe, and he's got a, drawn a picture. Uh, of Pepe the Frog and he's put Green Lives Matter I mean that kind of just says it all yeah so like it's been used across the board we've got like hippie Pepe's we've got Nazi Pepe's yes and we've got like Trump supporter Pepe's and all sorts of Pepe's you've also got like you've sent me pictures of Pepe's loading up guns covered in blood and Pepe's with flowers yeah. and yeah. smiling animals. So, and like, there's a cartoon yes. Pepe of Pepe taking a piss in yeah. the toilet. Yeah, that's, that's the original one where he's saying, feels good, man. And then you've got the hippie Pepe. And also now, 
what happened in the air? What happened? I mean, explain it more in the documentary if people could see it. It's called Feels Good Man. I've put a link to the trailer on the website. Is um, He went through all this kind of stages and the artist in the end felt that it was got out of control. He was quite happy with people making nice Pepe's because Pepe was always about that. He was always about being cool and being fun and everything. And then when the alt-right started to use it, he actually ended up taking legal action against all these people. And he started a movement to reclaim Pepe away from the, the sort of the hate-filled people and turn him into a symbol of love. And now he's even a symbol of, uh, of like a... a against fighting against oppression so he's quite popular in hong kong now what the um the artist no the pet the frog not the artist oh the frog yeah i never knew who the artist was i thought his uh, his frog was always more famous than his art so yeah he's like a cartoonist rather than an artist is that right uh yes again what i think is quite interesting though is the fact that it's crossed over because it's kind of like art and cartoons now they're they're interchangeable depending on what kind of you know fine art i think i think there are some cartoons that cross over into that and i think this one is very interesting because it does affect the world and it does make it was used for change so it's it's like a massive art project in some ways that's just been let out into the world and the meme's okay. out of control. It's all, almost gone beyond the artist now. The artist never envisaged... The the, the uh, creator of Pepe never envisaged this. So... Yeah. Um, yes, I, I recommend you watch that, Tom. I'll uh, see if I can get you a link to that as well, to the actual uh, thing. It's on. Uh, it was on BBC, I saw it. So, well worth watching. And uh, if I see any other good uh, documentaries, I'll let you know. Not about Pepe, because probably, you probably only want to watch one about Pepe, don't you? Yeah, I don't know, really, but yeah. What do you mean? You don't know? Have you never really thought about yeah, how many Pepe documentaries you'd want to watch in your lifetime? Oh, I find art documentaries, on the whole, very boring. My God. Oh, no. Are you building up? Are you building up for the, uh, the next art... Uh, one we're going to talk about which is actually my favorite but not one of your favorites i believe and that's well, the it, yeah go on you introduce it then. can you do the introduction because it is a featured artwork and i think you, we need a tom uh, an artwork okay. i thought was very relevant that i'd just like to feature in this pod <laughs> This is brilliant, this artwork. I really like it. It's, um, it's by the artist, Dutch artist, uh, Guido van der Verve. And it's called uh, Everything is Going to Be All Right. And um, I think it's number Arct. I'm not sure what that means, but it's called Everything's Going Does to... Does it not mean number eight? It's not... Oh, number, number eight. eight. Yes, yes, sorry. Yes, it is, isn't it? Number eight. That sounds about right. Yeah. My my Dutch yeah. and German is zero. Is zero? That's not even a phrase. Yes, number eight. Um, everything is going to be all right. 2007 is the name of the piece. And basically, it's him walking uh, in, in, a, in the Arctic somewhere as an icebreaker is following him. 
and it's a video of him just doing that so there's an icebreaker behind him and he's walking on ice in front of the icebreaker and for me I think it just brilliantly sums up the, the idea that people just I mean particularly in relation to climate change or into our, in, in with regards to other things it's this notion that people just think you know if you just ignore things everything's going to be fine you know it's 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 all right you know as long as we, if we don't do anything it'll all be fine and you've got this guy walking in front of an icebreaker and it just very cleverly shows you i think yeah i saw it because you sent it to me and i i've just found it incredibly boring it was like it just seemed like it was so up its ass i couldn't make any sense of it really and it's like you know you see these pieces in galleries Mm. on a screen and you you stop at them like for like you look at it for a few seconds maybe you sit down and look at it and it's just like a it was just a video and it just keeps going nothing much happens in it and it's just it was just incredibly boring i just thought like you know, I'm not quite so into all this, oh, it's so meaningful stuff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I need it, like, written for me, like how, like, Banksy might write it. Like, you know, if he was doing the uh, icebreaker um, film with someone yeah. walking in front of him, he, he would actually, like, he would he would have written everything you said in, like, really clear letters across like the person walking's face so you could see what it was about so you want you want more just... you wanted more action you want it to be more like a John claude yeah, van damme was... movie yeah John claude van so you wanted the icebreaker to like honk its horn and like lights flashing get out of the way get out of the way <laughs> get out of the way yeah tsunami coming uh, and, the... <laughs> and he he could be there just smoking a hamlet just not caring with a tsunami coming fast behind him. I mean, I could get behind that work. Yeah, so you feel this is too subtle, the fact that he's walking behind a giant eye. What happens if he suddenly sunk it's, it's, between it's, the Maybe eyes? it's too subtle, like it's too too boring. It's too boring? It, is, it was so boring, man. It was like the film I watched of it, it was like a minute and something long. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I didn't understand it. And I just like watched it again. Yeah. And it was just like nothing really happened in it. So you need excitement was, in your art pieces. Yeah. It, well, I don't know. Is it excitement I need? I need to be able to like understand it without like breaking my brain. Well. I don't know. I mean, I have to say, I mean, I looked at it and I thought, this is great. So one man's boring is, is another man's profound. I think that's all we can say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I think mean, that's... I guess it's like, a, I don't know. I guess if you're like a, a budding artist, yeah, it could inspire you because this is like so bad and he's obviously like fairly well known. Yeah. I mean, I'd not heard of him before, but you'd heard yeah. of him, so he must be fairly well known. Yes, yeah, it's, so, it's actually mean, one of my yeah, favourite... I don't know. If if you're out there as a budding artist, I mean, check it out. This is this is the standard you've got to get up to. But hire, what? Hire an icebreaker to follow you in the Arctic. That's, that's not a good starting point. That's a lot of cash. Yeah, but you don't have to do... You could make it more interesting than that. So you think you could do I it mean, on a budget? You could... Well, you could do it on a budget. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know, man. I just think it wasn't like, uh, you know, I felt I fell asleep. Just I'm falling asleep just thinking about it. My God, well, let's not let's not fall asleep because then that's not what the message is. Don't fall asleep, baby. Basically, man, I I want to go to the coffee shop. Come on, let's have a coffee. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm at the art gallery and I'm I'm pretty bored now. Oh crikey. Yeah, well, that is not what we need. We do not need apathy and falling asleep. That's the worst kind of apathy, isn't it, falling asleep? I don't know if that's true, but it does sound like it, doesn't it? Yeah. I, do, I thought it was an investigation into boredom. And the icebreaker was just like this like boring weight following behind him as he walked. Oh, no. Don't put people and off. Like, really it good. was just... I wouldn't know. No, but maybe, like, maybe, um, I don't know, that's just how I saw it. It was more about boredom. Right, I'm going to... But, like... Yeah, I'm going to put some kind of survey, if that's possible, on Facebook, on our Facebook page. I'm going to post it up. So when this po- when this podcast goes live, I'm going to put up a thing. Do you agree with Tom? Do you agree with Marcus? And I'm going to put it on the Facebook, Modern Night is Rubbish Facebook page. Links are on the website. And let's let people decide. Okay. Yeah. If people, yeah. if there'll be anyone that'll actually bother to do that, but who knows? Yeah. Mm. Oh well, I'll vote for for my one. Yeah. No, so you're not allowed to vote already. loads of times. You can only vote once, and I'll vote for yeah, my no, one. But I'm only voting once. All oh, right. So we're tied at the yeah, moment. We're tied. What and is your one? What is your one? I like it, and it's very profound and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it boring. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Is that what we're putting as the survey? I'm utterly disappointed in you, Tom. Utterly oh, disappointed. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how to express it. I might have to make an art piece about it, a video. Yeah, well, you know, you. I mean, it's not going to be difficult to beat that one by whatever his name is. What's his name? Friend of the show, <laughs> Guido van der Verve. I don't know if he's friend of the show. A friend of the show. I don't yeah, know. I've DJ never spoke to the guy actually, so I don't know if I could call him friend of the show, and I don't even know if he's even listened or even aware of our existence. All right, yeah, but you know, we could have a, we could, we could help him out with his future work. Well, I'll, I'll leave that to you to contact him. Well, you know, I don't know. He might not be up for playing for the gallery. He might be only interested in, like, works about boredom. Maybe that's what he wanted to do. Maybe he wanted to send uh, me to sleep. Well, no, that's quite... Considering he did it in 2007, that's a, that's a quite a prediction that Modern Art is Rubbish would be around and you would be presenting it, one of the co-presenters of it, and... Uh, yeah, but not me personally, me as a um, human on this planet. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe there is, like, nothing wrong with boredom. Maybe boredom is something quite profound in itself. Yes. Yes, and I, I think there, we may actually do a boredom special. <laughs> I think we should do a boredom yeah, special, because I'm sure there's art. Can we make it, uh, can we make it fun? Yes. It won't be boring. <laughs> it will not be boring. <laughs> oh, good. So, Tom, 
so concludes my windy walk in Brighton. I shouldn't have actually stepped outside the studio because it's really, really windy and the seagulls won't shut up, which is quite usual for Brighton. So, um, just to mention, uh, I've got to do the... Uh, is it housekeeping for a podcast? I don't know. But if people can uh, head over to modernartisrubbish.com, you'll find all the links to our social media and I'll put links to the images or some of the images actually on the page. Um, and that's it, Tom, really, isn't it? So it's, uh, it's just goodbyes then. Goodbye!